Hi, I'm Leanne Spencer, founder of Body Shop Performance Limited, best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and your host. This is the Remove the Guesswork podcast, the show where I interview influential people in the health, fitness, and well-being space to bring you the latest ideas on how to optimize your mind, body, and well-being. The show is brought to you by my company, Body Shop. We work with businesses who want to create a culture of energy, vitality, and performance that underpin well-being as a competitive advantage. Our solutions include a well-being portal, an audit service, bespoke guide, workshops, and leadership coaching. Find out more by visiting www.bodyshopperformance.com. Enjoy the show. Hello, welcome back to the Remove the Guesswork podcast. I'm Leanne Spencer, your host, and this week I'm talking about the future of fitness. And no, I haven't got a crystal ball. I don't know exactly what's going to happen and what the trends are. And you know what? I could probably have a guess because most years, things that are on the future of fitness trends for the following year include things like body weight or lifting heavy or strength for women or something like that. And to be honest, we've been doing body weight for a really long time. So uh, I'm not going to make any predictions. It's simply to give you my opinion on what the future of fitness holds based on what I've seen in the last few months. And if you're listening to this a while back, or well into the future, I should say, this is being recorded in mid-July. So we are just coming out of lockdown restriction to give you some context. So the last four months have been very interesting, very unique, and trying to get hold of a, a barbell or a kettlebell or a dumbbell or any sort of exercise equipment, including a bike, has been near impossible. Those things are all rarer commodities than rocking horse dropping. So we've had to be pretty creative with our fitness. But here's what I think is going to happen in terms of the future of fitness. And, and what I think has been really good and really effective so far has been online fitness or online exercise. Um, there was a, a time two or three years ago, which I wasn't even that keen on doing classes, let alone online stuff. But the last four months has really opened my eyes to the power of online classes, because if you've got a reasonable space to exercise, you have a um, a, a wonderful opportunity to do a class, literally to have the exercise come to you. And I've really enjoyed that. I do something called Animal Flow. Um, check out animalflow.com if you're curious about what that is. I suppose, put very bluntly, it's say, or crassly, it's a combination of breakdancing and yoga. It's really funky, really cool. Uh, and I was doing a class for that. Um, and I'm now doing it online and I can go to the studio at the end of the garden at five to do the class and at five past the hour I'm back out again. And I've just loved that. Now there's some downsides to it because you don't get the human contact in, i.e., you know, correcting your position. You don't get eyes on you in a three dimensional way. Instead, it's very one dimensional on screen. But if you're reasonably familiar with the exercise, um, and if you are certainly not a newbie to exercise, um, it's a really great format for getting something done. And we've seen an explosion of uh, of online classes. Some of them are already set up um, and others are PTs and other experts who realize that they weren't going to be able to run classes or do anything face to face. So they very quickly got themselves into a, uh, a sanitized studio and, and shot all their classes and put them online. So that I've really enjoyed. Um, and I think we'll see a lot more online classes from now on. I think I know a lot of personal trainers who've really enjoyed the online format, including some of those in my company, Body Shop Performance. I also think, think we will have a lot of videos come up. There'll be portals that contain exercise programs and classes and moves and break it down videos. Um, 
And that I think will be great because for a lot of us anyway, we don't have a lot of time and getting to a gym or a studio and changing and then doing the class and then showering or whatever it might be afterwards means that a one hour class is often nearer two. And if you could do this stuff from home and then have the same shower you were going to have anyway before work, all the better. And of course, we don't really know what the future of the office is going to be like or the future of our, of our working lives. So having the ability to do something from home or at very least online, it can be done in the garden, is fantastic, whether it's a live class or a pre-recorded video. And then there's the aspect of remote personal training, which is categorized under online. And that's worked really well for my trainers. Um, 80% of our clients are still online, even though there is the potential to do some stuff face to face. And they're happy with it. And I think it's for a number of reasons. I think one, we've got used to it. So if we did miss the face-to-face contact, we've kind of got used to not having it. And all of these clients have been people we've worked with for a long time. So we know how they move. We know their weaknesses and their strengths and their injury status. So we can deliver really high quality sessions online. And also, as I've mentioned in a previous podcast, it's introduced a third option um, in between the turn up or cancel. Uh, which is that if you decide that you wake up or you get in from work or you finish a day of work and you don't have enough energy just to do the whole drive to the park, show up, do the small talk, look into someone's eyes, do the exercise session, come home, or you don't have time to do that, but you do have the time or the energy just to log on and do maybe 30 to 45 minutes online without the, the driving down to the park piece. It's introduced that third option. So there's now turn up, which is obviously always the option we want people to take, cancel if you absolutely must if you simply can't get to the session or you're unwell and now there's that third option that actually let's do something online for 45 minutes I really need to move but I just don't have time to get down to the park so that's all been fantastic Um, so online is I think I think we will retain a lot of the benefits of online Um, of course there'll be some people that want to get back need to get back into the face-to-face and spin boutiques are going to have to do that you've you know cycle for example which I'm a huge fan um, is a uh, four studios, four boutique studios uh, for spin classes in London and other things like bar and strength and yoga. And they need to do that face to face. They've been doing it on Instagram Live, and I think there's only so far you can go with that. So they'll need to get back. But a lot of things may well stay online. And I think that's very much to the benefit of us as the exercise um, fanatics and the consumer. Second thing I think we'll see into the future is exercise just generally becoming a little bit shorter. Because we're doing things from home, we may not be doing full hours. Um, If you are going to a gym, if you're happy to, you may not want to spend a full hour in there. You may want to be a bit more clinical, a bit more in and out. Exercise, as I've said for years, does not need to be an hour. I think that's a common misconception we have that we need to spend an hour doing it to make it worthwhile. But in fact, 15 minutes can be a really effective session. Four minutes, which is a Tabata. So if you do a little bit of a warm up, do a four minute Tabata sequence and then finish with a bit of a cool down, you could be in and out done in 10 minutes. And Tabata, I can tell you, is intense. For those that don't know, let's say you're doing a burpee, uh, which is where you put your hands on the ground in a plank position, jump your feet back and forward again and jump up in the air. Um, If you do a Tabata, a burpee's Tabata, you're doing 20 seconds of burpees followed by 10 seconds rest, 20 seconds of burpees followed by 10 seconds of rest. And you do that for 10 minutes and it is intense. The rest feels shorter and shorter. Your legs are getting more and more fatigued. The lactic acid's building up. So it's very effective. And that's cool down, warm up 10 minutes. So I think there'll be a general acceptance and an understanding that exercise can be short and it definitely doesn't take the sort of time that people tend to think. 
And the third thing is um, we're going to get very comfortable blending exercise with movement because I think we're going to need to. Um, and I'm talking about instead of doing thinking exercise as a separate thing, um, and I'll refer you back to the podcast I did on movement snacking, having something heavy by your desk when you're working from home that you can get up and swing if it's a kettlebell or squat with or do some overhead press, anything at all. So rather than having a separate exercise session, you pepper your day with short exercises. Maybe you do five squats every hour and three push-ups, but you do them super slow. Um, or you go out and you, you, you go up and down the stairs five times every hour. So you're kind of blending exercise with the, with the day. Um, and, and indeed with movement, seeing movement as valuable towards your exercise minutes, as it were, and not just wandering around the house. You can kind of capitalize on that. Ultimately, um, I think one of the positives that could come from this as well is that we will all end up being a little bit more self-sufficient with exercise. So doing things ourselves, because we've had to, but with guidance from experts and maybe going back to face-to-face PT, uh, which is always a good shout. But I think we'll all become a little bit more self-sufficient. Um, it might just have been the push that people needed. Um, I have, I know a few people I have in mind right now that have done really well out of this because it's, it's forced the sudden confinement of being at home has made them appreciate the outdoors and exercise and they've really got on it. So these are some of the positives. I always like to look to the positives of a situation. There are a whole ton of negatives as we know, but I don't see the point in laboring those. Um, ultimately as well, just, just to conclude exercise movement, Overall fitness, fitness for the rigors of daily life, fitness for business is going to be more important now than ever because we know that there's a strong link between exercise and fitness and the immune system in that generally if you exercise in the appropriate type and intensity, it strengthens the immune system. You can overdo that as you can underdo it. And we don't know what's going to happen with COVID and the potential second wave, but I, for one, am doing everything I can to prioritise good immune health. And in a future podcast, I'll talk about exactly what I'm doing because I want to make sure I'm as strong and resilient as possible all the time, but certainly if we have the threat of a second wave. So I hope you've enjoyed that episode. Feel free to share away if you think other people would benefit from listening to it. And of course, as usual, give me your feedback. I get a lot of comments on social media, occasionally on email as well. And you can email me at leanne at bodyshipperformance.com with your thoughts and comments. All that remains is to wish you a good week and I'll speak to you next week. Thank you very much for listening. If you'd like to find out more about what we do for companies, head over to our website, bodyshopperformance.com. You'll also have the opportunity while you're there to take our health IQ quiz. So if you'd like to find out more about how you sleep, your mental health, your energy, your body composition, digestive health, and your overall fitness for the rigors of life, take our short health IQ quiz and get a highly personalized report at the end. That's over there at the website, bodyshopperformance.com.